Hello and welcome to the first podcast of the 2K Fantasy Premier League. I'm your host, Chris with a K, and I'm joined by my good friend, Kev. How are you, Kev? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. You looking forward to our first to first attempt at podcasting? Yep. Nothing will go wrong, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm, <laughs> well, I'll let everyone know sort of the, the format in a second, but maybe start off by giving, you know, just a quick 10 seconds on, on yourself. Sure. Yeah. We can get more into it after the, the, the best part about the pod, which is the summary and the quick, the quick part. But uh, my name's Kevin. I live in Canada, Toronto, about to watch actually Canada US World Cup qualifier as we do this. And um, being I met you through Geek's site so that we're both contributors on there. But we thought, let's do our own pod because it's fun. You and I talk throughout the week anyway, like kind of became buds. And uh, up where we do a pod where the first like couple minutes is just bam, fast information on what happened last week and what's coming up next week. So if you don't have time to listen to like three, four, five pods or whatever, you just want like a 20 minute, 10 minute overview in your drive on Monday morning or whatever day it is, that's this pod. And then afterwards, you and I shoot the shit about our teams and what our plans are, but... If you're just here for that 20-minute thing, you know, turn it off. <laughs> so, it should be fun. Absolutely. And, yeah. So, I mean, very briefly about me, Chris. Uh, with the K, as I mentioned, uh, based in England, I, yeah, Kev sort of explained how we sort of got to know each other. I just find Fancy Premier League just, just a bit of fun. I quite like the puzzle element, which I, is always pretty relevant at this time of year, trying to navigate all the doubles and the blanks. Um, I kind of read quite a lot about football. I'm, I sort of watch a bit. Uh, I'm a big Arsenal fan, so I watch all the Arsenal games. So, but I'm sure you'll pick up on that later on as we go through. As Kev said, we're trying to run this pod slightly differently. So, part one's going to be what we sort of call a sort of a 20 minute power play, sort of split into two 10 minutes. So, I'm going to get Kev on a on a timer in a, in a minute, which is going to be funny because Kev likes to talk and uh, I'll, and just see if we can stick to his 10 minutes. Uh, but yeah, we do 10 minutes on sort of factual stuff, stats, transfers in, points in the game week, and then sort of 10 minutes more sort of forward looking. So injury, potential doubles. Um, and I guess at this time of year, there's potential transfers to look out for. So without further ado, I shall put the time on to Kev, hand over, and I'll give you the first set of 10 minutes. All right. Is it going? Tell me when to go. Go, go, go. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to power through this, by the way, buddy. I don't think I'm going to be over 10 minutes here. So, okay, I'll, I'm going to start off with um, everything that's happened last week, a summary, some important or just, I guess, uh, interesting facts. Like, for example, uh, top three teams that had the lowest XGA. Number one on the list was actually Brentford with a 0.22 XGA expected goals against, even though they lost 2-1 to Wolves. I found that really interesting. Uh, Man United, they finally had a, uh, a strong game. And, and also, surprisingly, against West Ham, of being on fire, they, they put up an XGA of only 0.24 against them. And uh, Chelsea, with a 0.33 XGA against Tottenham, came in third. They had a really strong game defensively, even though you could argue 
uh, Kane should have scored. But uh, next, I thought we'd mention kind of standout players that had non-Pen XG. So top three non-Pen XG players last week. Rashford came in first, even though he played only about under 30 minutes with 1.03. Dan James second at 0.74. And Broha came in third uh, at 0.68. Top three for XA, expected assists. Number one was Cavani, played eight minutes and had an XA of 0.94. Alise on Crystal Palace, 0.90. And then actually Gordon from Everton and Pookie tied at 0.66. Uh, next, the top three transfers in last week were, uh, and as of now, are uh, Luca Dina, uh, Jared Bowen, and Coutinho. Top three transfers out so far are Manuel Dennis, no surprise there. And then you've also got Mount, followed by Rudiker, uh, with the two Chelsea blanks coming up. Again, not too surprising. Uh, King of the week, that Budweiser King of the week on the site so far is Schmeichel with 15 points, had a, a big game. Uh, most captained, probably one of the more surprising things for, for overall users of the game is Mo Salah, even though he's away at AFCON, doesn't matter, leave it on him, <laughs> won't disappoint. Uh, might be a few dead teams still in the league there, Chris, that are still playing, but uh, next, Absolutely. most captain, yeah, most captain in the top 10k uh this is more relevant and uh, no surprise it being dennis who uh, rewarded his owners with a minus one doubled up to minus two uh this part's interesting so eos uh so owner effective ownership over 80 percent this week you have uh six players that make that cut dennis trent cancelo king jota and bowen no surprise there. Basically, you don't own them and they do anything, your rank's going to get destroyed. Um, so, okay, so that's, that's expected ownership. Is that top 10K, that ownership? Expected ownership. Yeah. Sorry, I should mention that. I, um, so maybe we should source these sites too. So the all the XGA stuff expected, I we go to Understat. That's the main site for that. Pretty sure everybody uses that, but that's where I got that information from. Top transfers in and transfers out and king of the week, most captained. I just got from the Fantasy Premier League main sites on the homepage. And then the 10K stuff get from Live FPL. So they've that guy, uh, Ragaboli, has done a fantastic job with that free site. And that's where we get that information from. So besides that, there's, you know, from what happened last week, the last thing I was just going to mention is just some info on player availability. So... It's transfer deadline. Probably won't go too much into this on any other week, but with it being transfer deadline, there have been some changes. Martial's being sold, uh, or I believe he's on loan, but he's not with Man United anymore. Treori's gone from Wolves to Barcelona, so no more sending 15 crosses into the crowd every game. Greenwood, keep an eye on him. He's clearly the news story of today. I wouldn't obviously be bringing him into your team right now and keep an eye if he's even going to be playing uh, ever again. Um, also noteworthy, Loughton didn't start for Burnley. Uh, James Justin did start for Leicester. Uh, and the Tottenham fullbacks were both rotated. Coleman was benched for Kenny on Everton. And another noteworthy thing I would say is just Alanga started for Man United. That's a third game in a row. He's 4.8 million midfielder uh, with a double coming up. 
So that's all I had for back. How was that for 10 minutes? Where am I? Got five minutes to go, mate. Oh, uh, fuck yeah, dude. I see I told you. <laughs> just, we could even like cheat the shit on some of that stuff. But that's where the danger is, dude, because I'll just go. I'll ramble for an hour. Well, but did, I think did you well 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 you've got a bit got a bit more time. How about doing some best four fixtures and best uh yeah, well that's the, so like you know, we were kind of thinking it'd be ten minutes backwards, ten minutes forward. I think it's just gonna be ten minute total. Um you know, unless we elaborate on these things. So why don't why don't we reset the timer and we'll do a forward uh, looking segment. So important things coming up for next week and maybe even the next few weeks. But game week 24, important things you need to know heading into next week. If you're driving to work right now and you're like, you know, missed some of the games or whatever, you just want a quick heads up on some things you need to be aware of. Let's reset the timer to 10 minutes and let's see how much time this takes. What do you think? That sounds good and to on, me. And, and on this one, I'll just blurt all my shit out. But then there's some more conversational stuff, right? Because there's opinions on best captain options and things like that. So yeah, and well, you've got you've got some noteworthy stuff as well. So I think you kind of coined it as like the backward looking stuff's factual, where this is more like qualitative to a degree. Yeah. So yeah, works for me. Perfect. Right, I'm gonna yeah. get you. I'll get. I'll get us back on another t- another ten minutes. Then, okay. Go yeah, for it. Let's do it. Let's see. Are right. you gonna say go? Yeah, go, 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 go. Okay. Go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, captain poll favorites. So, I guess I should just say I haven't actually been and looked at any poll <laughs> for this. So, going forward, I will. I have to decide like which free poll is the most widely used or something like that, right? Like, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want anyone thinking we're like taking stuff from their patron sites or whatever. This is a free pod, whatever, just to summarize shit, right? So we're not trying to like take any content creators credit here. And if we ever do, it's an accident and I'm gladly shout people out, right? So any, we would only use free content that's available to the public and we would shout it out. So we're not trying to like, take anyone's work here i got a lot of respect for everyone else that does this stuff um but as of right now there's there just seems to be no clear favorite like right like mo salah versus lester it's on the radar he might not even play now because they've made it through to the semifinals at afcon you've got kane has a juicy fixture home to southampton normally slaughters that team but not that many people have kane um then you've got de bruyne Brentford home, very juicy as well. Similar to Kane, though, not many people have him. Um, and then you've got uh, Ronaldo and Bruno, who have an away fixture to Burnley, probably going to, I think, have a bit higher representation just because they have the double the week after two. I think you're going to see a lot of people captaining them. Uh, but again, it's, it's probably going to be pretty split. So it's not really that easy to tell. I think... Um, Bowen, home to Watford, is going to be a popular pick. So I'm, I'm curious where this lands. But right now, Chris, I think it's pretty split. So you're, this is a good week to go with a differential captain. Like you're not taking on Mo with 180% EO or some bullshit like that, right? Like you want to have a go and captain, uh, I don't know, Jota or something like that? Fucking go for it. This is the kind of week where you're not going to get destroyed if it goes against you too badly, I think. So... No, uh, okay. I, 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. I might just ask from Captain Punt while we're, while we're on Captain. So, agree with the five fixtures you've, you've sort of called out there. Um, ones I'd put on a punt are, I guess, Man City, Cancelo, which brings back fond memories yeah. from game week 18. Uh, yeah. Both both me and Kev captain that, that week. That's uh, right, we did. Uh, Foden, or, well, I mean, anyone outside of De Bruyne is always a bit of a rotation risk, and even, obviously, De Bruyne himself. Son, potentially, is an alternative to Kane, particularly if Son's back. Um, and then you've obviously dude. mentioned Jota. Uh, go yeah. for it. Sorry, Kev. You say, dude, I haven't fucking heard a thing about Son. Like, I haven't heard one update except February from when he first got hurt. Yeah, like, well, I... I think it's all going to be quiet, though, isn't it, until we get to... I mean, hopefully we've got the FA Cup games, haven't we, coming up yeah. um, next next weekend. So we'll, so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get some FA Cup presses, and then we'll obviously get the, like the press. There's still, like, nine days till the next game week stacks. Like that. <laughs> like, it's a bit of a crazy week. So, I mean, we're doing this pod, like, midweek through this never-ending game week. Uh, anyway, okay, so I'll move on to upcoming blanks and double game weeks in the horizon. So things that we know for sure, just in the next couple of game weeks, we're not going to go through like every blank and double that could happen. But recent announcements are uh, just Brighton and Chelsea blank 24. Like this coming week, you you have Brighton or Chelsea players, you know, they're not playing this week. So make sure you're aware of that. And then the following week, you've also got Arsenal and Chelsea blanking. So no surprise earlier that Mount and Rudiger were two, two at the top three transferred out players. They're not playing for a couple weeks here. Uh, so, I mean, just get rid of your Chelsea players. It's time time for them to go. And then that same week, we've now got a, a double that was announced in Man United and Brighton. Man United have two home fixtures that week, Southampton and Brighton. And Brighton have two away fixtures that week, Man United and Watford. So, you know, right after a blank, they have a double. Both are away. One of them is tricky with United. So it's not super sexy, is it? And even Watford, they're going to have a new manager bounce to a degree. But anyway, you know, Brighton's a tricky one to navigate. Uh, after that, so so we, I mentioned we met because we're both contributors for, for John's amazing site, Fantasy Football Geek. And uh, I, again, I, I'm not going to use anything from his patron because he is a fantastic patron. If you subscribe, you get access to all sorts of great things. This I took from his free part of the site. And what he's done is essentially done, again, great work on just next six fixtures, who has the best attacking fixtures and who has the best defensive fixtures. And he's incorporated in the double game weeks into this. So even though it's the next six weeks, you know, Man United has seven fixtures. So if you're going to take that into account, you know, they're probably going to be on both of these lists and surprise they, uh, no surprise they are. So best four fixtures, sorry, best four teams that have the next six attacking fixtures in order are Villa, then Brighton, Leeds, and Man United. Best four teams that have the best defensive run of fixtures for the next six weeks are Brentford, Man United, Palace, and West Ham. So surprise stood out to me there is that, you know, Man United aren't at the top of either of those lists even though they have the extra game. So it just kind of shows like, hey, there's a double game week rush to get the players. But over six weeks, there could be some better single game week players, right? If you're in a rush just for one week, fine. But if you're if it's a longer term play, you know, maybe a, a Villa player and or maybe a, a Brentford player defensively, you know, it's just take that as you will. Um, while we're on the topic of fixture runs and games in hand and doubles and all that shit, 
I figured I'd just mention who have the most expected games in hand. So there's three teams that have four games that still need to be made up into doubles. And those teams are Arsenal, Burnley, and Leicester. Arsenal is interesting because they also have some blanks coming up like immediately in 25 and 27. So you need to be careful with them. But there's four games. They're going to have at least four double game weeks to come. And then uh, there's two teams that have three games in hand, which are Everton and Tottenham. And technically Watford does as well, but they're playing this current week one of them. So they're down to two. But Tottenham and Everton are also interesting uh, because we know they're going to have three doubles each. The only other thing I had written down, Chris, is that there's two new manager signings as well. Um, I think one's official, one isn't, but they're both pretty much done. One being Roy Hodgson, who's joined um, Watford. Uh, Watford. Yeah, fuck, I'm just thinking about Everton. <laughs> but like, yeah, Frank, and Frank's joined Everton. But that, that one's not like, a, that's not set in stone, but it pretty much is done, right, with Frank? Absolutely. Cool. I, so, I mean, I... I mean, I'll I will take it from here. I mean, I guess the other other things about Roy is that we'll we'll see one game of the new Watford as part of this game week twenty three. So that might um, that that will yeah. give a little bit of indication. Um, just one last thing on fixtures because there's FA Cup next weekend, and the relevance of the FA Cup is going to be if all the Premier Leagues get all the Premier League teams get through, then it's going to have no impact. But if some of them get knocked out. It means some of them could have some re- some of their rearranged games moved into uh, game week twenty seven to the midweek. Uh, as things currently land, uh, Villa Burnley or Villa Leeds is the only game that can fall to game week twenty seven. But as I say, that might all change following the FA Cup. So that's something, something to keep an eye on just just before you make those game week twenty four fixtures, because you know depending on how yeah. how how far you're looking ahead. Um, I guess a few things I was going to throw in. So a couple of things on. From, actually, from the previous game, game game weeks, we're slightly breaking the rules here about going going backwards. But Southampton seem improved over the last few game games, and I think that and I think you mentioned Brozier as one of having some of the better stats, which is quite interesting. Ziyech had a good game for Chelsea, although maybe that's irrelevant because he's not playing for a couple of games anyway. The Burns, Burnley defensive shutout against Arsenal is an interesting one because if Burnley do start getting a lot of clean sheets, as as Kev mentioned, they've got four games in hand, so maybe one to look out for. Although. Who's playing defence is maybe a bit trickier now that Loughton's lost, lost his place. And I guess Newcastle won, which I think is quite a big thing. And that leads you on sort of the transfers. They've got, looks like they've got Dan Byrne in, Gamera is some, a, a midfielder in, and maybe, maybe they're looking at others. Um, I guess just in terms of injuries and things to look out for on the presses, um, Salah, is he, he going to be back? So, as Kev mentioned, Egypt have made the semi-finals which means that at worst, I'll be in the third and fourth place playoff, which means he'll be playing a match four days before game week 24, um, uh, before Liverpool scheduled playing game week 24. So that's a big one. Uh, Son and Romero for Spurs, we, we don't know where they are. Um, Shaw's got a dodgy hamstring, which I think is a big thing for United, given the doubles coming up. Um, Livermento, I mean, he doesn't look, look, look like he's gone for his op on his knee. So actually... If he doesn't go, if you know, if he is going to be back, that could be a big one. Particularly, Stamson have got some nice games, nice games from sort of game week twenty six. Um, a few other random ones. So, uh, Cruel uh, Norwich has got his a uh, bit of a shoulder injury, so that might mean Gunn is still playing, and he's been a bit dodgy. So good, for, good for the attacking players. Um, for in terms of Wolves, so Wolves' defence has been pretty good, but I'm right thinking, Kev, that Johnny is back in training. I mean, he's been out yep. for a long time, right? That yeah, he massive. has, but 
you know, a lot of wild card templates and all that shit that I've seen so far this week is eight Nori at because he's so cheap. You know, he's a great fifth defender, especially with how great Wolves have looked with six clean sheets in their last nine. But Johnny's going to be back to me. I, you know, I want we could talk about this after when we bullshit about where we're at and all that. But I just think I don't want my fifth defender to have any sort of potential rotation because I don't. You know, you've used your wild card. You're not. You don't have another wild card. You're not going to be able to deal with that. You're not going to want to be using a transfer on your fifth defender. So anyway, but yeah, Johnny's Definitely. in the mix, and he started the the presser last Friday was that he's back training. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess the the other one to pick up on defensive is Fafana's due back for less on 20th of Feb based on the Premier League website. So be careful of the 3.8 Amity, who looks a bit like a bargain, but maybe he's not if you'll if we'll lose his place for, to Fafana. And just very briefly on transfers, so Donny van der Beek has gone to Everton. Um, right. Maybe, maybe, or you know, arguably that makes uh, Calvert Lewin more more attractive. Luis Diaz to Le- uh, Liverpool's interesting. Um, That's big. That I could think. impact. That could impact Mane minutes and, and maybe even the popular Jota. And then Definitely. I think the rest of it is more is is more speculation. The things to, I mean, the few things I'm looking out for is. Yeah. As an Arsenal fan, getting a striker in because if we don't have a striker, I'm not sure Arsenal's attacks going to look, look that hot because we, you know, we really are missing the, a, a proper focal point because Lacazette just doesn't score goals. Um, what what more Newcastle going to do? That's the obvious one. Um, and then the, the sort of the cheeky West Ham bits of West West Ham bids for Phillips and Rafina. I'll be shocked if any, any of them go through, but if they do, I think that'll be that'll be really big. Yeah. Cool. Right. I, well, I think we've sort of. Uh, We've sort of smashed through quite a lot there in just, just over 20 minutes there, Kevin, including a bit of intro. Where was, pretty, the, where uh, was pretty the time on that went. forward? Uh, what was we, the time we just, on we the just part? Uh, we just ticked over 10 minutes, but that's because I was waffling a bit at the end there. But uh, Whatever, that's good. Fuck. So 20 minutes is done. Enjoy your week. See you later. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Chris that and I is, are going to do our bullshitting now if you want to stick around, basically. Yeah, well, well, I'm gonna, well, we're we're gonna stop this here. This is gonna be the end of part one, and we will be back very shortly for part two. Cheers, everyone. Hey guys, and welcome back to part two of Two K Fancy Premier League Pod. Uh, back with Chris the K and uh, Kev is still with us. How are you, Kev? Good man. Are you you? Are you just gonna say Chris with a K the whole time? Like I think people know <laughs> your fucking name's Chris with a K. Like, do you do you say that to everyone you meet? Oh no, I'm just I'm just just trying to make the point of why it's two K, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't. Uh, but it, it well, you you remember when I was on the um, on the radio station in the UK, Radio yeah, X. I remember and, that. Uh, yeah, it was that that the guy uh, Chris Chris Moore is very reasonably famous in the. Uh, he picked up on the fact that I was Chris, Chris with the case, so I chanced uh, to him about that, which made uh, my um, appearance on radio a little bit less awkward, which was uh, which was always good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so and you're still watching the Canada US game, right? So you're so if yeah, you, if you, if I'm you on nerves, man. Points, I'm on so. nerves right now. If I start screaming, I'll try to hit mute uh, mute on the mic. <laughs> No, it's 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 all good. It's it's different to because uh, some sometimes I know these pods sort of get recorded when some of the matches on, particularly with these tight tight turnarounds on on game weeks. So uh, it, it's normally shouts or points, but but shouts for national pride is all 
is always just as important. Right. So in this part, we're it's a bit, a bit well, this is more sort of chatting. It's more about thing, thinking about our teams and what happened so far. Well, as it happened so far in this game week with just that single uh, uh, Burnley-Watford game to go and then uh, having to look forward what we're doing. So as I mentioned earlier on, Kev's on a wild card uh, and I'm I'm trying to avoid having a wild card. So quite different strategies, which I think will uh, will play quite nice nicely over the next sort of 30, 40 minutes. So I guess, Kev, did you want to start by just sort of saying how, how your game week's going in terms of point-wise? Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's shit. It's fucking shit. It's trash. <laughs> I'm on like 26 points. Um, I, and, and I don't even have Dennis captained. <laughs> like everything is shit. I got an assist from Mason Mount. End of me talking about my returns. That's it. The, the Kane goal would have probably put me at a gray arrow. I'm on a, I'm on a red arrow right now on live FPL. And well, it's the, the actual site updates more live now, which is nice too. So I'm at, I'm at 12 K nine. I was at, I don't even know, like 10 K just before. I kind of, you and I went on a, on a bit of a tear, uh, like that Cancelo captain week around then until now where we just skyrocketed into the top 10 K out of nowhere. Um, it, you know, like four to eight K range. And then I've just been getting like these little nibbly red arrows with all these double game week announcements where we all flock to captain Ronaldo and flock to captain King or Dennis. And I know you didn't even captain Ronaldo there and you're, you'll talk about your team, but like, I feel like with the last few weeks of just trying to get to the template or whatever, it's hurting me. Would it be better if I just didn't get these players? And I'm sure everybody's feeling that, but. Yeah, this week sucks, and um, maybe I could kind of explain why I wildcarded because it wasn't a, a matter of saying, oh, I don't like my team, oh, I'll hit wildcard. I kind of added it up where there's five changes that I, I actually have to make right now. So do I want to take like three hits, four hits to do that? Uh, or is there a more optimal time later? I still have both my free hits. So that kind of factored in the decision too. But like at Livermento injured, I got Matt Target because I'm an idiot. Uh, like the week before <laughs> Lucas Dean signed, like I got Matt Target. I'm like, yeah, fixtures look good. He's a little cheaper than cash. And you actually were like, get cash, not Target. And I didn't listen to you. Although there are um, rumors that cash might be on his way. And I think it's a yeah. if he does, then our... Then, then my old friend Callum Chambers at 4.2 yeah. could be a bargain into the Villa team. Definitely. Been toying with that in the wildcard uh, tinkering or whatever, right? But so anyway, you know, I got two Chelsea, Alonso and Mount, uh, and I don't have Mo. And none of those other four transfers I could just turn to Mo. So there's five moves that I have to make. And then I kind of, we're, we're like, how many more luxury moves could I make? Well, I figured I'd get rid of Martinelli because he have blanks coming up even though he's got four doubles in hand, I just feel like I just don't want to have any blanks. Now I could bring him in later in a week where he does double. So I'd get rid of him. I'd get rid of the two Watford forwards. Cause I just don't like looking at them, uh, having King and Dennis. Um, and, and where my templates are right now, man, I've got like, or, or where my current wildcard draft is right now, dude, I got 10 fucking changes. So like, it's, I think it's worth it. There's also like, international break happening injuries could happen uh there's fa cup matches that are still have to be played there's injuries that could happen what a 
Holy shit, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Is it still 1-0, I'm guessing? <laughs> oh, my God. If you're watching this game, you know what I'm talking about. Wow. Anyway, so uh, – what a save. So, uh, plus, you know, there's just two and a half weeks, weeks of tinkering. Like, we're recording this on Sunday. It's, like, just before 4 p.m. my time, so 9 p.m. your time. And, like, there's still, like, nine more days till this game weekend's. And it's so far into the game week, like all the other pods and all that shit have already come out and everybody's listened to them and everything. You know what I mean? Like it feels like ages. So I just felt like it was a nice time to wildcard for my team. I would have had to take all these hits anyway, but um, yeah, it is what it is. So having a bad next week to start. And why don't, do you want me to just read where my wildcard's at right now? Yeah, do, do, do you want to do that? And then I, I'll chat through my team why I'm going to wild card. Because then you can kind of explain why you don't have the wild card and why you're in a little bit of a different scenario. Okay, okay. so my wild card is um, I actually have a template right now, dude, where I don't even have any bench fodder in my team. I keep saying template, but like a, a, you know, a draft of, of my wild yeah. card right now. So I got five at the back. That is like Dini is my worst D. I got pool double up with Robertson and Trent, and I've got Cancelo and Laporte. And that UCL red card news that came out on Kyle Walker yesterday, I think, on how he's got. A oh yeah, yeah. Out. I think I'm going to switch Laporte to Walker because I was thinking about this. Everybody's targeting like Foden and De Bruyne and all that shit for City because of how great the fixtures are. But I don't love that they don't have doubles. But I was thinking that. Well, I I probably only do the double city D thing for a few weeks, similar to double um or or just have a few weeks. And I was just thinking I Orange match is a long game time. So I don't love Foden, I don't love De Bruyne, and I, I'm thinking I don't know if I love Laporte because if, if there's gonna be rotation potential in that North Well, I know somebody that isn't gonna play Champions League right after that. So he's almost a better, like, three-game punt, punt or whatever, City D or City player on these great fixtures than anyone else because I know for sure he doesn't have that Champions League risk. So I'm I'm leaning on changing Laporte. But I got Cancelo and Laporte. Uh, so I got five real strong D. And yeah, for- Kev, and just, just on City, just, just yeah. for, for those wanting to quick access to the information. So they play on the 9th of February. Uh, against Brentford, yeah. which is the Wednesday, and then they play again on the Saturday against the Norwich game. And I, I, I agree with you; that is rife for rotation, particularly with Champions League straight after that Saturday match. Cool. Yeah, so I just feel like you know, Kev, uh, Kevin, Kyle Walker's probably a decent little like nailed game time shout as far as you, it can go, but we'll see. Oh, you know, I've been looking at Beltman, I've been looking at cheaper players, Killman. I kind of like Killman for that four and a half Wolves D just because of their fixtures. So we'll see. On on uh for keepers, I've probably spent the most time analyzing them. And where I'm at right now is Ramsdale and Sanchez. And it's in and it's between them or De Gea and Schmeichel. And the reason I like those two pairings together is I get this double game week that's about to happen. And 
if, if, if it's either Schmeichel or sorry, if it's either uh, Sanchez or De Gea. But while that's happening, uh, the other keeper out of those two has absolute shit fixtures if it's Schmeichel or has blanks if it's if it's Ramsdale. And then Schmeichel and or Ramsdale both have four games in hand to make up. So I kind of view it like I'm going to get five double game weeks with this pairing. What I like probably more about Dale and um, Sanchez is that it's cheaper. It's just 0.2 cheaper. But in, in you know, Leicester's D haven't been super uh, impressive, have they, this season? And I, I kind of like Ramsdale being my main keeper going forward than Schmeichel being my main keeper going forward. So, yeah, I'd agree. I, I, yeah, I mean, Leicester, in, I, I think Leicester have been inconsistent for a number of seasons under Rodgers. Yeah. They go for these, they like beat the big teams. You go, wow, that's amazing. And then they'll just lose someone absolutely rubbish and then they'll forget yeah. to score. They're very, they're very, yeah. They're, they're I could very see Justin again and getting into attacking yeah. areas and he being more of an FBL player than Schmeichel. The only thing with Schmeichel is 4.8 is pretty good price for him. So if they did get their shit together, I do like Schmeichel. He's currently the Budweiser king of the week with 15 points, right? Like, so he still has it in him. So anyway. I'll move on to my midfield because uh, if I've got five at the back, you know, where's that money coming from? And it's not from my forwards, like every other fucking template I've seen where they've just gutted their forwards. I actually have money in forward. It's midfield. And I, I've done this because I think there's amazing value in midfield. I don't think I need to uh, have the most expensive players, right? So, I mean, I still have Mo. He's my, he's my premium in mid. I still have Bowen, like everyone else. Um, I'm going to keep Gallagher. Even though he only has one game in hand, he's just got such great fixtures. Like, he has Norwich this week. And you and I have a little thing, if people don't know. Why would people know this is our first pod, right? People don't know shit. <laughs> but, like, basically, we have this little thing where I've been big on Gallagher all year and you've been big on ESR all year. And, like, going right back to, like, the first couple game weeks, we were kind of uh shit talking each other about who's fucking better and they each just kept scoring and having these huge games it was funny uh and they're both still like you know little blue stars on them i think well, for... I, I i'd kind of say gallagher's now the as i mentioned before i'm a little bit nervous about arsenal with with lacazette and and Ketia being the only striker options because the Yang's finished oh until you guys sign john and then david though buddy <laughs> Oh, you! Well, it's not gonna happen tomorrow, though, is it? That's the problem. Well, yeah. this pod will be out after that, I guess. But I'm, dude. You guys get John and then David. This is get. We should change this to two K Arsenal fans because I'll jump on the bandwagon, buddy. If you guys get my Canadian super favorite player, like him and Alfonso Davies. So anyway, I would love that. It would be unreal. You should see the score, the assist he had earlier today. It was money. But anyway, um, so I've got. Mo Gallagher, Bowen, and then I've got Ramsey because I just think he's the best enabler. I know that people want to have more money in midfield because, you know, the forwards haven't been doing well or whatever, but I just feel like Ramsey's such a perfect eighth attacker because I could bench him, Bill and Mike double. They've also got really good fixtures for a while. He's been fairly attacking, so I don't have to play him, but I can. Um, and then my fifth, well, I, I'd say Ramsey's my fifth, but my other fifth mid is uh, Cornet, who just has four games in hand. Fixtures aren't great, but 
again, his fixtures aren't great when Ramsey's fixtures are great. So you can kind of like do the fixture versus versus uh, player thing there. And Corning has four games to make up. He's 5.9 million. And like, he's actually looked pretty amazing for Burnley when he's been playing. So he's got like six goals in 600 minutes or something. So I, I quite like him. Uh, I think it's a good punt to have a double game week as long as he's you know not at AFCON or not injured. I, I could see him getting some price increases because there's just so many doubles. And as we're seeing right now, anytime there's a double, the whole game just flocks to these double game week players for their transfers. So, so then up front, okay. I was say yeah. just on those those two. Burnley agreed. Corne looks by far the best attacking player. If you're going to go from attacking player from Burnley, clearly sub- subject to what happens tomorrow in the transfer window. Um, just in terms of Ramsey, I, yeah, I, I kind of wonder if because I didn't realise that they've got. Tri- I don't know how much these players have been playing, but we've got Triora and Trezeguet at the AFCON for Villa. So they'll, they'll right. be back, and Villa seems to be pretty active in the market. So I, I, I think there, there is a risk that Ramsey gets a bit of rotation, but I mean, clearly, I mean, 4.6 <laughs> whatever he is, he's cheap, right? So Yeah, but so. no, that that's valid because um, I don't, like, my eighth attacker I want to have be nailed for minutes because come bench boost week, I want four points from that player on my bench for appearances at least i and we could talk about this at at some point on this pod or another pod but when i bench boost i my break even is 16 points i want three cheapos that i know are nailed that get two appearance points for two games second keeper where i'm gonna get so i get four 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 that's 16 points i think any other week if you get under 16 points it's a bench it's bench boost failure. 16 is the break even, and anything above that is is gold to me. And I know people have varying opinions. So if Ramsey, in fact, is a bit of a risk, then you know maybe I don't want him. Maybe I down um, downgrade uh, that fifth defender, free up you know 1.3 or 4 million, and, and upgrade Ramsey to around a six million player because there's a lot like Gallagher and Cornet are already in that price range but you've got quite a few other players in that price bracket too that's what i mean there's just so much value in midfield there's like 10 midfielders i like so i don't think you need to go and spend a ton of money on them so i'll just look can someone a quick look at villa's midfielders so i mean trezeguet he's only played 10 minutes but that was brentford that was like two game weeks away that two two game weeks i was only 10 minutes though so he's probably not a big risk but i mean it's a bit of unknown right because gerard's still fairly new in the job uh, and then Traore, he actually got him playing 79 minutes against Brentford. So obviously, I'm, I actually suspect he probably switched with tri- um, with uh, with Trezeguet. So mm-hmm. they're both a little bit of an unknown of how much they're going to play because I guess Jawad they weren't playing as the previous manager, but who knows? And yeah, and the other one is Leon Bailey, who I don't know that much yeah, about. Yeah, true. He, he, you he know what? The more you say it. Uh, the it, more so. you say it, the more maybe it makes sense to not have Ramsey. But what Leon Bailey had was playing quite a bit at the start of the season, sort of in and out of the team. Not played since game week 14, but has a thigh injury with an unknown return date. So, if nothing else, worth watching out on Gerard's press. Well, here, okay, what, what do you think about this? So, I downgrade Laporte, my fifth, or, or Walker, whatever, my fifth. Uh, that would, if I brought him down to Kilman, that frees up 1.2 million. So, that gives me up to 5.8 I can play with Ramsey. Uh, Donnie Van de Beek is 5.7, has three games in hand at Everton. Like, you could do a punt on someone like that. 
there's no way he's going Everton and not playing every minute. Like that guy is actually going to become <laughs> like genuinely, yeah. he's going to be like who he was at Ajax now. But uh, okay. Which nice segue. Cause in forward, I have Calvert Lewin. I have DCL. And nice. um, I, well, I've been very vocal that, you know, Dean's gone. Dean is gone. And James Rodriguez is gone. So who the fuck is servicing this guy? Right. Like he's not the attractive, sexy pick he was last year without anyone creating anything like there's gray and players like that. But gray is more like a bunch of tricks and running and shoot guy. He's not yep. like a set piece specialist. They don't have Siggy. They don't have Dean. Like anyone that would create chances for DCL last year is gone. So I, I wasn't as big on DCL. In fact, I didn't have him in my initial template, but all these changes that are happening, I kind of like the, the thought of Donnie being there. Um, and they've got the three games in hand and they're, they're, they're cheap. So I, I like DCL up front. The reason I like him besides what I just said is he's 7.9. I think rotating players in that, in that price range is going to become attractive as different double game weeks happen. Got, you've got, Quite a few good players there. I mean, I know Bamford's hurt and Antonio doesn't have any doubles, but those are two solid players in that price bracket. You've got, you know, Ollie Watkins. I don't have Ollie Watkins because I don't want to triple up on any team. I think it's, you know, all it takes is a COVID game being called off and you're 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 kind of fucked for the players all over the The only team I would do that with is Pool because we're we're all doing that. Right. And they're they're studs that are nailed. So it makes sense to have three pool, but every other team, I think it's a bit risky. So I I I, I kind of get that risky bit. I think that risk is massively reduced though. Because Because of what I, just happened with the changes. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's partly that, but it's partly there's a bit of um you know, all, all the sort of bad things coming coming together at once. So you had the AFCON. You had the festive fixtures, which was just always a drain on the players. You had a lot of COVID flying around the UK. A lot of the teams yeah. have had COVID through them, even those without massive COVID cancellations. Like the City, for example, you know, maybe half their teams had COVID. I don't know for certain because, you know, these, you know, not, it's not all. Well, they don't have to report it. That's the problem. It's not like sports over here on my side of the pond where, like, everything about their injury has to be discussed. I know exactly who's hurt. You know, over there, it's like part of <laughs> part of the culture of 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 football is like, not, we're not gonna tell you anything. <laughs> You're gonna have to fucking guess who's hurt. <laughs> Wait till the team sheet comes out. <laughs> we don't know who's hurt. Why don't you try to guess, buddy? I mean, to be fair, that that's more of a COVID thing because it's kind of like it's sort of the GPR type thing of you know, it's personal data. It's a COVID and all thing, but it's also like pressers come out and these not every man. I mean, there's obviously everybody jokes around about Pep and you know, all these managers that don't say things, but like, it's like a guessing game. Part, part of it is strategy. They don't want the opposing team to kind of know how they're going to line up or whatever, but yeah. I do find it, it's just so different than over here where like, you know, who's hurt. They, they have to kind of tell you who has an upper body injury or whatever. So I, it's just a different culture, but anyway, Oh, I mean, I've also got Broha up front, which I think everybody does. He's going to be like a super high EO guy at some point. He's just so cheap, five point two, and he's good, right? Why not? Um, that, that's a very sore point for me, but I'll come on come on to that in a minute. Yeah, okay. And then um, currently I have Ronaldo, and I, I had Kane the entire like before the match uh, double game weeks 
matches were announced and then I've just moved him to Ronaldo, but I'm kind of on the fence with that. If I, if I do the De Gea Schmeichel pairing, I might just go with them and captain De Gea. I like how Kane has three games in hand. I think he's in form right now. He looks very dangerous. He's got an excellent game this week against Southampton, but then he also has wolves away in man city. So why don't I just go Ronaldo and switch it over to Kane when they double next? I reckon that's the safest move. And as I kind of touched on the sort of first part, Southampton are starting starting to look better. But I mean, I mean, but I mean, saying that, you always think there's there's a seven or eight nine nil crashing in them somewhere. So you you never quite know with that with that team. But they 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 are they are starting to improve. But who knows? Okay, so just to end it off, and like I don't want to keep going on about my team or whatever, but there's there's sort of two things that I want to make a point of on on how I'm thinking about this wild card. The first one is the forwards and the money have up front. It's very different than what I'm seeing online. The other, you know, quote unquote, uh, fucking experts or whatever with their, you know, whatever they all got the cheap forwards right now and they're pumping all the money into midfield that's fine i just think like i get it the forwards haven't been scoring well and all that shit but as soon as one gets into some form you're gonna be like fuck how do i get money to get kane now and and like like kane's got three double game weeks to come up right if he's in form you know sure you could go get son but like if Kane's caning <laughs> like he was last year, you're going to want him. You're going to be like, how am I supposed to get him? So I, and like Ronaldo this week has a double. And then there's, it's just, I get that they haven't looked attractive, but all of a sudden they could. And I just feel like having flexibility in the lineup is important, especially because I'm not going to have a wild card now. I've used yeah. it. So I think flexibility is key. I want to have different price points in my forward. Broha's that one that one's obvious you know he's he's the cheap obvious cheap one probably not going to be moving him around at all but that like 8 million forward and that 12 million 12 and a half million forward i like having those two price points i can go super flexible whoever the big captain favorite on this double game week that comes up i could easily get him if it's a forward and remember a lot of these double game weeks are being announced on like the day before the the deadline, the last two Fridays, we've had announcements, right? And all last week, we thought it was going to be Villa Leeds, Villa Leeds, Villa Leeds. I wake up on Friday and it's it's Watford Burnley. Like nobody was saying that on any pods or anything. If they were, I didn't hear it. And I listened to like, you know, four or five different pods. Nobody was really talking about it. There was like maybe some chatter, but everybody was talking about uh getting in Coutinho maybe or, or Watkins for sure right and then you wake up and everybody's transferring in Dennis and, and King and whatever so I just think having that flexibility to be able to get whoever the hell I want in and then in midfield I just think that that's where the value in this game is this year there's like phenomenal players Bowen's under seven Gallagher's under six right well maybe actually they're higher than that but my price is that I have them at yeah. There's so many good sheep players. Cornet at 5.9. You know, everyone's going to have Mo again. And then maybe, you know, your fifth guy. So I, I get Foden. City have these great fixtures in that. But, like, there's rotation. He's over 8 million. And I think I'd rather have Cornet and, like, Walker Laporte than Foden in a cheap D. No, I, I yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. I think there's a... 
I think all of us are going to have to take some hits at some point, maybe to try and tackle some of these doubles. I guess that's the that's maybe the flip side to it, which is if you if you build your team more for the next five to six weeks, knowing you might have to take some hits to try and get some other players in, maybe that works for you as well. But I can see the point of trying to get get the right price points. Um, I guess each their own and all that, isn't there? But I can I can I can certainly see the strategy. Yeah. Um, so, well, let, let me t- touch on touch on my team. So, well, I, I guess just you, you you kind of touched on it earlier in terms of how we've been sort of tracking fairly close to each other. I think I was I'd actually jumped into the top two or three k um, following that Cancella week, and I think I might have kept kept it up for a week or so afterwards. And then I had the I we 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 kind of split strategies a bit, and uh, I kept Salah, who who I still have in my squad now, and then I got the Salah. Uh, penalty saved by Smeichel, which actually oh, makes yeah. me think that makes me think that we have the uh, uh, spot the del- deliberate mistake because uh, Smeichel fifteen pointer we've been talking about was back in game week twenty, not game week twenty three, which oh, made me laugh a little bit. I was thinking about this. Yeah, now nah, whatever. <laughs> I was. I mean, I'm just going off the fucking site. So I guess there isn't really uh, no the, the king the, of the week the, yet this week. I guess the, they don't the, report it the yet. King of the, the king of the week so far. Oh, is a tie be- It's tied between Silva, Moutinho, and Sargent all on thirteen. Hmm. But oh, uh, yeah. but fingers but fingers crossed it might still be king because both you and I have still got king captain. So um, it's so weird. What? How did I get that wrong? Where? It doesn't matter, man. You know what it is. Okay, so if you go on your if you go on your phone, yeah, and don't do the app. Go to the URL and scroll down. It just shows Schmeichel, but it does say game week twenty clearly. But you have to manually go right. I didn't realize that. I just assumed I was just quickly looking, and I looked, and it was the most recent picture. Oh, right. I see. yeah, yeah, just a, yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. So uh, yeah, well, it's currently Matinho. Uh, so fuck it, whatever. Total fail. FPL I, fail. I, I, sus- one. I, I suspect of all the bits of stats, we're going to get one wrong. It's probably that one because um, that's that's thing that everyone else can check quite easily. And everyone will be going. I don't remember Michael getting fifteen points. So, I don't even remember what they did this week. <laughs> they, they, did... they they drew one one with Brighton and Smeichel got he, he got a, a bonus. I think no, sorry, he got uh, he, he got one save point, so he must have got what like three points or something. So wow, yeah. there you go. That's a king move. <laughs> um so um so like you, I I had Jota for the five, which I think like everyone in the world has Jota, and then my my six, yours is from a, a mount assist, and mine was from a Rashford off his off the bench to get an XG of one point something and uh, and a goal for me. Um, unlike oh, nice. you, unlike you, um, so yeah, I've got twenty six points. I'm I'm two or three points behind you, so I'm like now tracking at thirteen thousand, having been about ten thousand before this game week. But actually, got quite a lot riding on that last game. So I got Foster in goal. So if he doesn't rock up, I get the De Gea six points, and I know Kev, you're the same as me. And then uh, I went King captain and foolishly, well. I foolishly bought Denison, and and I'll touch on that in a second because I bought Denison for Brozier, Um and had I thought a little bit harder with the news coming through on Friday, it just seemed the obvious move, Brozier to Dennis. But actually, as I'm now looking at my team, that was probably a big mistake because, as I've sort of touched on, I'm trying to avoid playing my wild my wild card. So um, let me just talk through my team as it is. I've actually already done a transfer earlier in the game week. I went Alonso to Digne. So my lineup for this game week is uh, De Gea in goal. Uh, so De Gea is a pretty good keeper for the next four, four or five game weeks. Yeah. So my broad plan is to uh, dead end my team at 27. 
So 27 is when we get uh, the blanks for the um, Carabao Cup final. So I think Liverpool, Arsenal, uh, is it Leicester and um, can't Chelsea. Remember. Chelsea? Yeah, of course it's always yeah. Chelsea, isn't it, at the moment? Are all, are, are all blanking. So um, I'm trying to dead end there. So this week's probably okay. Game week 26 is okay. Game week 25 is probably just about okay. But my my issue is a game week 27, my team isn't looking super hot because the other thing with game week 27 is there's an absolutely beautiful fixture for Southampton at home to Norwich. Uh, so it's kind of kind of get some Southampton players back in. So a lot of what I'm going to do between now and game week 27 is any fix, any any um, hits I take will be with a view of can I get to game week 27 with a decent team uh, and with that, and maybe try and cover some doubles to sort of cover the point hits. So that's the kind of the broad plan. So keepers are quite easy. I've got De Gea and Foster. So De Gea will get me 20, 27 to 27, no problem at all. I've got Dinier now, who again, I'm very happy with him up until 27. As I mentioned earlier on, uh, I think Villa are the most likely to double at the moment in 27. In fact, if anyone is going to double, if all the FA Cup fixtures go in favour of the Premier League sides, or even if one or two don't, um, Villa may be the only one that does double if it does happen in 27. So, very happy with him. Uh, I've got Dawson. So, West Ham are quite interesting. So, one of the reasons why I think I need to dead, dead end my team in 27 is, uh, is after... So, the next four fixtures of West Ham are Watford at home, which is good. Yeah. Leicester away, which is not great. Newcastle not at home. Yeah, it's not bad. Newcastle at home and then Wolves at home. So, I mean, Bowen's great for all those. And I think Bowen's kind of a play him anyway. I've got Antonio as well. So, I've tripled up on West Ham and I've also got Dawson. So, I think Dawson's got a clean sheet in him for all those three home games. Uh, it's just the Leicester away that's not so hot. So, Dawson's okay. But after, but after that, it goes Liverpool away, Villa at home. Tottenham away, Everton at home. So the fixtures fall off a little bit. So I don't want three West Ham when I hit 28. No. And I think that's really hard for me to get rid of those players before then. Um, the other one is is United. So I've got De Gea, and I'll, as I mentioned before, I've got Rashford. So that's actually quite lucky that they've got the Dublin 25. And I think Rashford's going to get some pretty decent game time. He's back into yep. form. And I suspect with recent news of uh, other players that I think will get a bit more game time generally. Um but United's fixtures fall off a cliff in 28. Really do. They sort of, they're lovely green fixtures. And then they've got City away, Tottenham at home and Liverpool away. And then Leicester at home for the four games yeah. from 28 onwards, which is just horrible. So I've suddenly got five players, Man United and West Ham, that I just don't want from game week 28. I mean, perhaps I'll keep uh, Bowen, but that's four players, which is a lot to get rid of. Um, yeah. While right. also trying to cover game week 27. So, um, so my broad plan is, yeah, to to get to get to to dead end the team in twenty seven. So um, this week, yeah, Cancelo at home to Brentford, good. Alexander Arnold, I've got Salah and Jota. So the only question with Salah now is, is, is he going to be back from Afcon in time? If he is, then that, that's okay. No. Otherwise, it's... what 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 do you think? That what that he won't? Well, they won today, so they're in the semis. Uh, well, they're in the semis, and they're guaranteed the third and fourth place playoff, regardless, aren't they? So exactly. So my thought on that just uh, is, you know, if they make the finals, I think for sure he doesn't play the Leicester match. Like if they win, he'll go celebrate. He's definitely not playing. If they lose in the final, there's like the smallest chance. But you know, I don't think he would. And then it, the only the only maybe is like, would he play it? come back is that meaningful in any way for world cup stuff i don't even know like like 
So I guess if he no. he's coming back, and if if they lose the set, but I, it's not like like chances are not not great for Lester. I definitely wouldn't captain him unless you you got like an early news release that he was back training and Klopp's like he's gonna play. No, agreed, totally, and even yeah, I I agree ent- entirely with that. So that's a bit of a a bit of he- a bit of a headache for me, and then. The rest of my midfield is so my so my fifth my fifth defender is Livermento, so he is an issue for winning up to the next few games, assuming he's not back in back. But I, I'm so I'm going to keenly listen to that presser to see if actually he is back because if he is, then actually that sorts out a Southampton player for me in that nice uh, Norwich game on the 27th. But I've just got a feeling he's just not not going to get back at all for the next few weeks. But only time will tell. I mean, broadly, if he doesn't come back, then. I'm partly thinking I might just jump on, say, like a Varane this week and then just know I've got a decent player that doubles next week as well and has got a nice run of fixtures to 27. Although that yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. double Man United, but I was pleased to hear that they had the good XGA against West Ham as you sort of read out in the first part. So perhaps that's enough to sway me. Um, so my midfield is Bowen, Jota, Salah. I've got Saka. Um, so he's got Wolves away, uh, but then he blanks and he's got Brentford at home, which is good, and then he blanks for the 27. So Saka might be the other player that I could get rid of this week. And if I can find a nice player that, you know, I was looking at Ramsey at some point. So I know we chatted about him earlier, Kev. Um, I think Ramsey's still quite a nice option. Um, in the you short- just fucking so, talked me out of him. Well, but I, I, I have to hold it for a few weeks, don't I? Whereas you have to hold Ramsey? it. Ramsey? You don't have Ramsey. You're going to bring him in? Um, He's a potential. Like, He's a Zach potential. is really interesting because I think you're right. You, you need to, like, if you're not going to sell him now, then, you know, it gets to a point where these blanks end, and now he's got four games in hand, four doubles in hand, and all of a sudden all these cheap Arsenal mids are back in play again, right? Like, we'll see who they sign, but that's sort of what I was thinking about, uh, not to bring it back to my team, but that, that like, if I did upgrade Ramsey to 5.7, 5.8 million, like, all these guys are back in play again right like esr might drop to around that price but martinelli's there i mean uh, so no. i mean this is a later on decision though like maybe i take a punt on donnie vanderbeek and it doesn't work out i'll, I'll move them over to martinelli. Like ESR martinelli or something after yeah. they their blanks are over right so it'll all depend on double game week announcements and stuff like i really hope we get something before this this uh the two week break ends. I don't, it doesn't feel like we will, but I, I hope I, we do. I, I think we will for game week. If there's anything in game week 26, I think we will because that starts in the 19th of Feb. So there's yeah, that... so many games to make up, man. Like I look at Leicester and Burnley still having four in hand, and I'm thinking, like, how are they not just trying to get them in immediately? Like, like when they announced the Man United and Brighton the other day, I'm thinking like, why aren't they announcing the other ones? Like, don't they want to give the fans as much time as possible to buy tickets and sort out the transportation? Like, why are they waiting so close to the it's TV? It, oh, it, I guess it, yeah, that's it's it's it's, yeah. it's TV scheduling. But I'm pretty certain with game week 26 starting and week commencing. Well, game week, yeah. So that starts the nineteenth of Feb, and what the next game week starts, what on the eighth of Feb. So I think I'll try and give them a couple of weeks. So I reckon, yeah, this Friday you may well get any announcements for twenty six, and twenty seven. They're going to have to wait for the FA Cup games to finish to see what's possible yeah. to move there. 
So I think that's kind of what's driving at the moment. Which, which um, game do they not play uh, Liverpool? Because you guys just unfortunately uh, for you 27. Lost 27. Okay. And they've got four games to make up. Could they not squeeze in the Chelsea game? I guess not Chelsea, obviously, but. Could they not no, squeeze in the Tottenham well, or the Wolves? Could like could could they not end up getting a twenty-seven game somehow? Only if Wolves or one 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 of those teams lose in the FA Cup. So it could happen. Because, so, so there's yeah. still like a chance they don't even blank in twenty-seven. I, I think it's unlike. Well, the thing is, I'll know, won't I, before the deadline because I know if Wolves or Spurs have been knocked out. But I think yeah, it's unlikely because I was looking through the FA Cup fixtures, and maybe it always looks this way, but. The Premier League teams, a lot of them at home, and a lot of them have got a nice ties. You look at it and going, yeah, I just don't see anything other than the Premier League teams winning. The only the only thing that maybe count against them is because you've got the game week twenty four so short. You know, a few, few a few days after the FA Cup, perhaps there'll be a bit bit of rotation, and some will take too much of a risk and get caught caught, caught short. But yeah, fair enough. We'll see. Um, so, um, so yeah, think think about sure. my team. So yeah, so. Livermento is the defender that I could move on, but depends on whether he's injured or not. Continue for the whole few weeks, then maybe I just bin him now and just just move and get someone else in and and take the hit now and take the full you know the full yeah. benefit of having a player for the next few weeks. Uh, Saka I might get rid of. I'm, I was kind of joking about Ramsey. I'm not quite sure where I might. I mean I could go to Foden, but too much game time risk for me. So I've not fully thought through who that midfielder might be. I had thought about. Um, uh, James Ward Ward Prowse at some point, but maybe I did do that later on. Uh, but the thing is, the Saka's not that much help to me because Wolves away isn't the best fixture. Then he blanks. Then Brentford Home's a nice fixture. Then, then he blanks again. So for the four weeks I'm looking at, he's not the best player for me. So he yeah. is a player to think about getting rid of. Uh, Antonio is probably going to stay, even if yeah. that um, Wolves at home in 27 is not the perfect game. Sort of beggars can't be choose choose if I'm trying to save my uh, wild card until 28, and then. I've got the joy of King and Dennis up front who um, I could flip one of them to um, Watkins, but I'm not sure. Uh, potentially you Watkins. You wouldn't do game. that until an actual double was announced, though. Like um, Maybe not. Well, but Vida's fixtures are pretty nice, though, aren't they? Even from now, because they've got what leads. No, I know. But I mean, like, you've already done your Alonzo move. So anything you do now is a hit, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. You're not going to take hit. Like, the nice thing about not wild carding because in your scenario is anytime a double game week's announced you can kind of make the excuse of like well i might as well hit if i hit this if i hit livermento into a doubler then it's not as bad right so like you almost want to if you're going to try to actually add some hits into your plans here to to change your team on the fly and even avoid the wild card as much as possible like you're going to want to do it into doublers and it's just it's just so bizarre how um, short notice we get on these doubles and you're like, you know, these these Friday deadlines and like I'm fucking busy as shit at work. And then this news drops and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to like on my lunch break quickly, like think about everything I can and all these scenarios and you and I'll talk and it's just a shit show. And I've got yeah. like three more client meetings in the afternoon and I'm, and I'm also thinking about that. And it's just like. It's just been really hectic. So, and then it goes to like two and a half weeks off. It's crazy. And, and we don't have the doubles to plan with. And to yeah, like, I, we'll, we'll wait till the last minute again to tell us. 
Yeah, well, so I'm pretty certain that by the time we get to 24, we will know the game week 26 doubles, if there are any. And that's going to be a massive influence on my team, and I'm sure yours as well, and everyone else's. Um, And I say the 27, we'll have a better idea. Well, after the FA Cups, at least we'll know what could double in 27. That's different. It's the the COVID doubles, right? The the called-off games. Oh, another Canada save. Yeah. So So, um, the the only, only thing I've got to say about game week, you know, 26 to, you know, the game week 28 from there, Chelsea's fixtures look amazing. Yeah, uh, I know, but so yeah, far yeah. away. Like, it's are so they far, still going to be shit defensively, or is Lukaku going to be banging, or what are they even going to look like? Are they going to sign someone this in the next 24 hours? Yeah, but the, their fixtures look lovely. You say United and West Ham fall off, which is my, my the issue with the five players I've got. And then, uh, yeah. as you mentioned, like Arsenal and Leicester, particularly if they don't end up squeezing the fixture in 26 or 27 have got those four game game weeks I could sort of target some of their players so yeah. I mean I, I mean I mean I guess it, it's the obvious thing to say you if I wildcard in 28 I have a bit more information right then you do wildcard in now but that's just how life plays I, I think um like let's say I didn't have to wildcard this week because I didn't have five must moves and you know, just I kind of we talked about it and it, it was pretty obvious I sort of had to, right? If I didn't, my ultimate wild card would probably be around that too. But it, I I always like to wild card the week before the big uh, double game week bench boost, right? Yeah. And and usually that's the whole FA Cup thing in game week thirty, whatever, thirty three or four or whatever. This year, there might be two weeks like that. There might be the big FA Cup one, and then there might be one where they're like, here's the week we drop all these COVID makeup games. And like, you know, so be, I think being able to hold your wild card like you're doing and being flexible is big. Uh, you also have both of your free hits like I do, right? Which is huge. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a massive advantage. Because at first I thought, oh, 27, I'll free hit. And I was thinking that because there's a good chance Liverpool double in 26 uh, against two really good fixtures and then immediately blank. So I thought, well, that I'm for sure going to have three players missing and then maybe even another one or two. So it's a good free hit, but because we're dumping all our Chelsea uh, not, you know, don't need to have uh, Arsenal then and don't really have a need for Leicester. Maybe Madison's a nice pick, but like don't really need to have them. It's just easy to not really have to use a free hit there. So so there might be 30, there might be 33 that we free hit, or you might free hit in that other big double game week, right? So I think having the flexibility is is big. But I also think on the flip side of that, with someone like you that's going to have all these chips, you're going to start to run out of fucking time. <laughs> you're going to be like, how much benefit am I going to get from wildcarding in this week when there's only like seven... 10 game weeks left or something like that. And I'm going to be free hitting two of them. So it'll be, it'll be interesting on, on uh, to kind of recap this crazy season we're having with all this volatility and, and like news and called off games and blanks and doubles uh, looking back to see when the optimal time would be. Cause I don't think there's an optimal wildcard. Uh, this no, it's, this year. it's, it's so team dependent, and yeah. I agree with you. So I, I should have said that, yeah. But the two free hits makes a big difference to me. I feel confident to go for twenty eight, knowing I've got twenty eight covered. So twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty should be fine because you should have a good idea what's happening. And I've got what seven or eight game weeks left, which have got two free hits for them. I'm like, that. I mean, I surely can't mess mess it up from there. So you're like, well, 
you know, 28 seems seems fine to me. Um, I mean, what I would say is clearly a bunch of injuries, as you mentioned, from internationals or some transfers that throw some, some of my players out of the team, then suddenly perhaps I'm going to have to wildcard, but um, I'll see if I can avoid it. And I'll just finish by saying that the, the Dennis move is a classic panic move on the Friday when you get a last-minute deadline, you're at work, so you have about 10 minutes to think about it. And it was like, well, I'll just go Dennis because he's got an extra game. But the move in Brozier was just daft because it's going to, you know, had I kept Brozier and then even if I'd not done yeah. a transfer, I had done a transfer, I'd probably yeah. say... Oh, but there's the so transfer. much, there's so much shoulda, woulda, coulda this season. Yeah, well, yeah. Like every, the, the last like three weeks I've regretted my transfer. So I'm kind of, you know, happy I'm wild carding. I'm like just pretending I didn't make those boneheaded mistakes <laughs> just uh, to feel better uh, about myself. The, the, the way I think of it is if you kind of look at it and say, well, based on all the facts I had, I made the right decision. And, you know, I obviously mentioned that I had I kept Salah and I played him through and, you know, I know he missed the penalty against Leicester, which was a big swing. But actually, I look back and yeah. I go, and I got Greenwood in off the back of it rather than, you know, save myself a transfer at the time. And I got Rashford. Greenwood as my as my United move. And I was like, you I don't think why. I, I think based on what information I had, that wasn't a stupid move. It's not worked out as you wanted to, but I don't think it's a stupid move. Whereas the Dennis move for Brozier was a daft move, knowing, knowing I wasn't going to captain him. Yeah. But the reason why I made the bad move is I didn't have time to think it through and sit down and go, oh, hang on a second. I want to dead, dead end my team in 27, in which case I definitely want Brozier against Norwich. So best not sell him because that, that'll be transferred back in. But, you know, such is life. And I'm sure, as you say, everyone else is going to make, you know, everyone else is in a similar position having to make decisions on, you know, on short notice while trying to work and other things. So um, it's just how it yeah, goes. It's definitely. Um, cool. So I think we are into this second part. So we should probably start thinking about wrapping things up. Uh, so yeah, man. Well, how much time have we talked for in this second segment? I'm curious. Like around 40? 40, 45 minutes. Just yeah, that's over. good then. So basically the first 20 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes of the pod is like, you're like must know info from last week and next week. And then we kind of get into our teams and our thoughts on FPL and what's going on in general. Uh, and you don't have to listen to that part if you don't give a shit. You just listen to the first part. <laughs> like the first part is our value add of what our pod is or differentiates with everyone else. And then folks that do like a good pod or maybe they do like to listen to us versus others. I don't know. Uh, keep listening, right? So it's good. I Absolutely. like it. I like the format. Yeah. Well, well it's been good fun. Um, we we may or may not get another pod in before um, next game week. I think we might do because... There might be quite a bit of new information coming in, in the next week or so, but let, let's see how that plays through. And um... I like, um, just so you know, I like this Sunday recording. I think, you know, in a normal game week, all the games end on Sunday. We record the pod and it's out on Monday for people's drive to work. Like, I think that when I, when I listen to people's pods, I like the ones that come out on Monday because, you know, they, they come out later in the week. And, and and then they start, if you listen to multiple pods, they start stacking up in your listen to. And it's nice to have some that are kind of more relevant later in the week because news has changed in the last couple of days. But yeah. I'm still in like FPL mode on Monday because everything's just ended and we're your OR. And unless I've had a shit week, then I don't listen to anything all week. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I'm in a, if I've had like an okay week or I've had a green arrow, I'm like into it. I want to listen to it as much as I can to have like memories so I like I mean ideally we we're gonna try and get this out for for Monday morning like right after the matches just record. My only concern is 
is like some of the stats aren't going to be uh, updated like um, from from the fantasy actual fantasy site in terms of data that I shared uh, under stat for expected goal involvement and stuff. So I'm hoping it's it's updated rather quickly so we can get that like first 10, 20 minutes rolling. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, I think the other thing is there's an occasional Monday match which plays, which obviously That's means fine. Never, there's always going to be weird, you know, you've missed one game or you haven't, like you listen to the other pods too. It's the same thing. There's no perfect day to record. Because then oh, you get yeah. into the busy winter period. It's a it's a shit show. You get in these extended weeks with international breaks. It's a shit show. So it just is what it is, man. I think I think having like the the first having one of the first pods out of the week, people prefer that. Oh, time will tell. Well, I mean, for those that have listened all this way, thank you very much for getting this far. Um, yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> like eight people listen to this fantastic no well well it sounds about right doesn't it but yeah um well cheers kev thanks so much for that um hope, yeah man yeah hope, hope the listeners have enjoyed to it uh, enjoyed it uh that is the end of part two and the end of our first pod and we shall catch you soon cheers everyone bye-bye I'm in. Hello again. Yeah, I can hear you now. How weird. <laughs> it's such yeah. a temp- I think it's just quite temperamental, this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, your sound is so much better today. Yeah, it's because I'm in this other room, probably, and just on my computer, not my phone. My internet's not as bad. Yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, which which uh, which which uh, are you on the? Are you on your preferred earbuds, or do you want to try the other ones? Because it's, I, I no no, I'm I'm hearing you through the speak through the through the MacBook. So, I'm good. I'm speaking through my good mic, listening to you through speakers, which is what I prefer. This I sounds like nice. Yeah, this yeah. does sound nice. As I said, it's weird because on the on the on my desktop, I can't do record record with friends. So I looked at this last week. But it does say I can record audio on my microphone, so I, I might experiment to see if I can do like a Zoom call and record that, and just as an alternative in case, you know. Anyway, because yeah. because at least on a Zoom call we can like mute each other and stuff. Well, I can mute, mute ourselves, right? So in terms of this, I reckon we do just ten minutes forward. Uh, I'll do a hello. 
maybe I'll just say very briefly what we'll do. I'll pass over to you, start a timer, and then do you want to just throw it back to me when you've when you finish talking? Um, is that how you want to do it? Yeah, and then we'll finish up and um, listen to it because my issue is with the audio is mine cuts out a lot like in a glitchy way and that speeds up like this like i'm talking like a chipmunk i don't know if you've listened to it but it, it, it i did yeah shit. i did but the first recording which was on your laptop was fine until the internet died the other ones are weird but that, but i said to you at the time your phone wasn't great yeah the phone's not great but my thought is it's weird that it only happens to me maybe it's because you're hosting your Rod so are you suggesting that you that you, that, that you might host one and send it to me and I log in? Is that what you're thinking? I think if it happens to me again, we should try that. Maybe Yeah, I was having the I'm same talk. Yeah. If I'm a stronger connection, then my shittier internet might that might like even up that out or something. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um so the only thing I was gonna say is as you're so I like your idea of being inviting each other a bit more to talk. I think that works better. So I think in the ten minute out, I'll just say go. I'll I'll start the time and say go or go 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 or whatever, whatever comes naturally. Um, I think you could throw it back to me when you've done captains. Do you want me to add any of my opinion, and then, then I can throw it and then and then throw it back to you if you want to kind of break it up so it's not just you talking for seven or eight minutes. Whatever you prefer, really. But I'll, I'll, you just just see what feels most natural. The only thing I'm going to add is I'm going to ask you a question at the end, but you're not supposed to answer it. I'm going to sort of leave a question for the listeners and you to think about over the break, just as some, a bit of fun to do. So, so what d- don't. Sorry. What? Which break are you on about? Uh, the break between the end of part one and the start of part two. So the end of part one, I'm going to leave a question for you so and for the like listeners. Eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, but if you listen to it, yeah, but if you're listening to it, you could then pause it, right, and then think about it, sure. and then come back. It's just, yeah. I, it's just okay. a bit. Of, uh, uh, it may, it may or may not work. I just thought it might be a bit fun. I thought I'd just do something a bit different. So um, it, it's more me saying, if you know the answer straight away, don't just blurt it out because that'll ruin it. <laughs> so yeah. it's 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 with with withhold your natural in- inclination to try and answer my question immediately. Okay. Excellent. Right. So should we start on four minutes? Yeah. Right. So fifty-five will go quiet, and that's just easier than to edit, isn't it? And uh, yeah. we'll go for it. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the 2K Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined by my friend, Kevin Canada. Hey, Kev. Hey, how are you, man? Very good. Very good. Uh, have you been enjoying the uh, the uh, football this weekend? You mean the one match we waited two weeks for? That was shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was a uh, it was somewhat of a somewhat of a uh, Dis- disappointment, I would say, somewhat of a disappointment. It was frustrating to watch as a king captainer, and a, I guess Foster clean sheet was nice. Yeah, it sort of it offset the uh, De Gea that a few of us had on the bench, but yeah, how it goes. Yeah. So we are recording our second episode, and well done to those that have come back for a little, little bit more after last week. So how we will split this podcast is the first part is a short and sharp. This, these are the key things to know. And last week we did a twenty-minute backwards uh, and, and and forwards. This week, because we've already covered a bit of a game week twenty-four, we're just going to do just do a ten minutes forward. Uh, but you know there has been quite a few bits, you know, quite a few things have moved since last week. So uh, we shall start that in a second. 
And then the second part, for those that want to listen to that, will be just me and Kev talking about our teams. And just as a reminder, Kev is still on his wild card. Albeit, I think with recent news, I'm not sure he's got the exact answer of what, of what that looks like. So, Kev, if you are ready, should I start you on your 10 minutes? Yeah. So this is, this is uh, we're just not going to do backwards, right? Because we already did backwards, except for like one or, I'll just add anything new from that other game into this 10 minute forward as well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Right. I shall start the timer now. Go, go, go. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, when uh, in the other pod, I said Schmeichel was the king of the week, which was wrong. And the reason that happened is if you go on to the, uh, the mobile version of the fantasy official site, not the app, but the actual URL in, in your mobile browser, it doesn't show you the most recent king of the week when you scroll down. It shows like three weeks ago and you have to scroll sideways, which isn't an excuse. I screwed up, but it's just kind of weird <laughs> that it doesn't show you the most recent one. Of course, it turned out it ended up being Pope with 19 points with this week's king of the week. So I'd say that's the one backward looking thing that we would we would add if we were going to do another 10 minute backwards. But there wasn't really much else to note from that. Watford game it's not like they were making our top three xg or xga and that sort of thing it was it was nasty it was a gross game um so anyway going forward i'd say what we would add to the previous pod of this 24 looking forward is just that there's been more doubles announced and and quite a few more um and there might even be a couple more before game week starts tomorrow so I think for that, Chris, do you want to do you want to ex explain that? Like, do you want to just talk about the potential doubles and just say the ones in twenty six while you're doing it? Okay, so well, I'll start with the doubles in game week twenty six. So they are. I'm looking on the wrong thing. Um, uh, Burnley and Spurs. Watford and Crystal Palace, Liverpool and Leeds, and Arsenal and Wolves. So you've got eight teams doubling. Uh, so clearly a big target for those uh, looking ahead to game, game week 26. In terms of game week 27, the reason why uh, we might get doubles is that is the week of the fifth round of the FA Cup. But because of the permutations, the Premier League teams that have knocked out, there are a potential three or four game, well, a, a maximum of three games that could go in there. So... Those are Watford and Wolves. Uh, and then Villa could play Burnley or Leeds. And Burnley themselves could actually play Leicester or Villa. So you could actually end up with Watford and Wolves, Burnley and Leicester. And you could also have uh, Leeds and Villa. Uh, everyone seems to think that Burnley and Leicester is a pretty much nailed on because Leicester have got so many games in hand. But uh, fingers crossed we... If we're lucky, we'll find out in the next couple of days. I think it's more realistic we'll find out on Friday. But let's see how that plays through. Why do you say that? Um, because uh, looking back, you generally get a good two weeks' worth of notice. And they also seem to avoid days when there's matches being played. So they don't want to... Because uh, they, they, well, they, they don't want to disturb the product, so to speak. So why can why... they announce it tomorrow or on Monday? Like, there's nothing tomorrow. Why would it be Friday? Uh, well, I think it'll be. I think it'll be the next couple of days. 
potentially. But if they don't make it, then I think they'll wait till Friday when when they're okay. on any of the matches on. That, that's just my my view. But I mean, obviously, it'll be great for the wildcarders if you knew what it was before before that deadline on Tuesday. Definitely, it would be very helpful. <laughs> and it's just confusing because it's changing every day. This is why I'll talk about this later. But this is why I've been trying to make my wildcard based on just games in hand not who's about to wild card immediately or not um, yeah but it, has, it has changed some of my views on things in the near term which i'll talk about later but anyway so the 27 still up in the air but we know for sure that <clears throat> liverpool in 26 that's the main one that you're worried about at or that's the most nor no noteworthy arsenal double they have the best double after liverpool with brentford and wolves both at home but they have a blank on either side uh leeds double but so who cares palace double but gallagher doesn't double and the other guys edward might not even play it looks like he might play but the jury's out there isn't too there aren't too many players there that anybody really wants besides those guys maybe elise but i think he's got rotation risk as well Burnley double, which is interesting because Nick Pope just had the, you know, the game, the game week he did, but it could also be, I think, a, a bit of a trap just because there's better, cheaper keepers you could pick that also double. Uh, Watford double, which is interesting for anyone not on a wild card because you already have Watford players. So really, that's the most relevant thing. I, oh, sorry, Wolves double as well, but it's a difficult double. However, there's a chance they might double again right after making them much more appealing. So. That's, I mean, as far as the, the quick 10 minute forward, I think that's all that needs to be said. It, it's so complicated, though. You're best to look online and find a uh, somebody on Twitter or something that you like that, that does this sort of thing because it's complicated. <laughs> that's all I'd say. But to end that off, uh, next thing we would talk about would be the, the latest injury news. The big one being Livermento was back and played in the FA Cup. A lot of folks still have him as a fifth defender. So he's basically got a gift, if that's the case. It's one less problem you need to deal with. Um, Son's back, which adds uh, some interest into what you want to do with 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 Spurs also doubling. I don't think we said. I don't think I said Spurs double there. Sorry, when I was saying the ones you need to know about. But yeah, they're obviously an important one too. Um, even though one of their matches is City away, there's just so many other good fixtures around it, and I I think Kane or Son could be the best captain this week. If you have them in your team, you'd probably throw it on him. Um, so or one of them, sorry. Uh, Sancho got injured. Bruno might have a knock. That's probably the most noteworthy injury piece of news. Cause it might just be a bunch of BS. Uh, Ragnick hasn't exactly enamored us with, with helping us with injury news with Ronaldo over the last few weeks. And now Bruno's actually flagged on the game. So it's a difficult decision on what to do with him. In terms of, of transfers, you know, the deadline uh, the deadline passed since our last pod, and we've got Deli Alley, Donny Van de Beek, Aubameyang's out, uh, Dan Burns moved over to Newcastle, Target's moved over to Newcastle. How do you pronounce the name of the, the lad that moved to Newcastle in, uh, as a CDM? Guia Mares? Is that right? So as good a guess as I'm going to have at it. Okay, and then Weghorst, do you say Weghorst like he's German, but he's Dutch? Do, do the Dutch pronounce the W's as V's? I would have thought Weghorst, but it's if certainly he was not German, my skill set. Like Werner, I would have said that for sure, but I'm not an aficionado when it comes to the 
the the Dutch language. Quite frankly, I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask my wife's uncle. He's Dutch. Uh, Ericsson going to uh, Brent Brentford. Kulisevsky, Bentecourt going to Spurs while they also lost, you know, basically fantasy irrelevant players in Gil, LaCelso, and Tangay. Uh, and uh, Diaz coming to Liverpool, which is probably the most noteworthy one in terms of how it impacts your view on, on, on the Liverpool assets. Um, to update the most popular transfers in and out, which would have been a, a backward-looking 10, um, Luca Dean... Bowen and Coutinho are the three most transferred in. I'm pretty sure they were the three most transferred in earlier in the, in the other. And Dennis Mountain Rudiger were definitely the most three transferred out. So nothing's changed there. And captain favorites. What I think has changed from our last pod is just that I don't think anyone's going to captain Mo. That's an active team. Dead teams will still have the captain on them, but I think the captain uh, is going to be, uh, most most highest EO and top 10K player, I believe, will end up becoming um, Bowen because of what's happening. He's got a nice fixture versus Watford. He's already at like 95 EO anyway. You're going to add a few captaincies, so I think he'll be over 100. Uh, some people might captain Jota. He's he's at around 90, but I think you're also going to lose some ownership on him for people on wildcard that are moving to um, Robertson. So... I don't think too many people are going to captain him. I think people are going to captain De Bruyne, uh, Kane, and Bowen. That's where I think you're going to see the the split. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to now captain Bruno or Ronaldo after what just happened in the FA Cup and Bruno's injury. So I think you know that's less of a of a worry for the EO uh, followers. And on in terms of uh, differentials. You know, for me, I think you could take a punt if, if we're going to pick two players each here. This is an idea that Costas actually threw at us, which I like. Uh, so for a captain differential or even just a differential transfer, I was thinking about this and, you know, I kind of like the thought of, I was I was actually going to say Edward, but this was before yesterday when I realized Zaha is going to be back Um uh, he was going to be back. Edward didn't even start yesterday because they made, is it Matea or Mateta? His, his, his loan is now permanent. He's in there. Got Elise playing. You've got Eze playing. You've got Gallagher playing. They got MacArthur back. Like it's just super crowded. I don't really trust anyone there now for game time except Gallagher. So I don't, I take that back. I would definitely not punt on him as a <laughs> captain. And the other one I would say is Son because I don't think he's very highly owned right now. Um, so I think he would be a great punt if you had him as a captain this week versus Southampton. Do you have anyone you would add there? So, well, I was thinking Elise, um, but similar to your reasons, maybe a Palace player is a little bit risky if you want that game time. But But Palace do have arguably the best run of fixtures over the next three or three or four game weeks. Um, I think Ben Deer's quite, uh, Ben Deer's quite nice. He's less than 2% owned in the game. Uh, Villa have got some nice fixtures. And as we mentioned before, they might double in 27, which would be a bit, a bit of a kick if he went for him. And then maybe a little bit left field, the man of the moment from the start of the season is Tony. So bear with me on this one. Oh my he's, God. What? Well, he scored in the last three games. Uh, he's got some, short-term fixtures aren't perfect. He's got City, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, but then he goes Newcastle, Norwich, Burnley. 
Uh, but he has got, you know, he's got some nice, he's got a nice game in 27, which is Newcastle. And then you might want him in 28 and 29 for Norwich and Burnley. So just a bit of a, maybe a different player, but maybe he's the one you go for in a couple of weeks' time because City's clearly not the greatest uh, entry point. Yeah, what? Craziest pun ever. So go get Tony before Man City, as per Chris, who doesn't have a game in hand the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm going to write this punt down. This is going to be the best pun of all. Chris with a K. First ever punt. Tony for City. Are they are they at home for City, Chris, or is it an away match? It's an away match. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So at the Eddie had Tony. He's going to like get a break now. <laughs> well, okay. Is that I'm, 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 How did we do on time? <laughs> well, we definitely went, went, went over a little bit. There's a couple, couple of bits I went to the actually. So, um, okay. injury news. So, uh, Brozier got a knock yesterday, who's a quite a popular player on some of the wild cards. So that's an interesting one. I th- I, he's got a good fix in 27 against Norwich. So he's kind of he's a player that would, would, would be a nice bench player and you know help, help you fill that gap in 27. Uh, the, the other one I just mentioned is Romero is back for Spurs as well, which I think just adds to the uncertainty about which the Spurs defenders are going to be playing, which I know is a bit of a nightmare for anyone trying to play the good fixtures that Kev mentioned earlier on. Uh, and the last thing I guess is, is on you know on Mane and Salah. I was looking back what Klopp said. Klopp said he thinks they will be available, but he thinks the winner will be back on a Tuesday or Wednesday. So the suggestion being maybe the winner's less likely to make, make it. But uh, for those that have been watching it, it's in the second half now. Mane missed a penalty in the first half. So if Senegal don't win it, I think he's going to be somewhat disappointed. Well, that's probably some some understatement there. But yeah. that was everything I wanted to say. And right now, to timestamp it, it's nil-nil in the 50th minute. Uh, you're about two minutes ahead of me, so when you cheer, I'll, I'll, I'll see the goal afterwards. Okay. I'm not right. watching it. I don't actually get it here at, at all. I just have it uh, like the score on my phone, so I, I'm aware. Fair enough. So that was everyone want to, want to cover in part one. I'm, I'm actually going to do something slightly different. I'm going to leave Kev and... Uh, our thousands of listeners, uh, tongue-in-cheek, uh, a little question. Uh, which striker in the last four appearances has scored these points in the, in the FPL? Five, ten, six, and nine. So a little question for you to think, think about over the break. Which striker in his last four appearances has scored five, ten, six, and nine? I'll leave you with that, guys, and we'll see you back after the short break. Thank you very much. Thank you.